0: Good afternoon fellow patriots, this is Matt Shea and welcome to Patriot Radio Broadcasting live from deep inside the heart of the future Liberty State, brought to you once again by On Fire Ministries in the legacy of Dr. Stan Monteith, bringing you the story behind the story and the news behind the news. It's not about right or left, it's about right and wrong, about our hope not being in man but in Jesus Christ, about not ending in prayer but moving to action. It's about the gospel of the kingdom of Ephesians 2.19-22. So then you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling or habitation of God in the spirit. This is the last Patriot Radio episode for 2022 and Many of you want to say goodbye to 2022, and I want to do kind of a quick recap of what happened during this year that we told you about ahead of time, that we also helped you to prepare for, and that we also helped you to pray for, and to act to stop it from happening. Remember back at the start of 2022, right here on Patriot Radio, we predicted accurately that the Russians would invade Ukraine. And that they would do it right after the Olympics. And it was the day after the Olympics that it happened. And that things would begin to ramp up between Iran and Israel and between China and Taiwan. That's exactly what we've seen this year. And we've also seen the beginnings of the destabilization of the U.S. dollar, which we also talked about. And we have talked about as well that in this next year, 2023, the attempt at the global reset is going to fail. And there is going to be a huge wealth transfer from the camp of the evil ones, those that are walking in darkness, and it's going to transfer the camp of the righteous. Now, this is actually predicted in scripture as well, so it's not just me talking about it. But we saw this destabilization happen over the last year, and I'm gonna get into a couple specifics, and then we're gonna start a new segment coming up in this year. You are the plan. And we're going to talk about how practically you can prepare, you can be ready, you can weather the storm, and you can dominate in this dark time and be the light that casts out the darkness in your area, in your family, in your community. This next year is going to be one that you'll remember for the rest of your lives. Well, I thought you said that about the COVID year. Well... The powers that be are running out of options on a lot of fronts. People are waking up and people are saying enough is enough. And and you're seeing it happen all over the United States and all over the world that the little fires that were started this year, that God has struck a match and these are now turning into gigantic bonfires of freedom and liberty. You are going to see this year coming up, you're going to see Things that are going to appear even crazier, even darker than, well, horrendous things they're doing to children. These surgeries that are forever changing these kids' bodies, the attempt to kill, even up until birth, the most innocent, in the most innocent place, the womb. You're going to see. Even crazier attempts to label Christians as extremists and those that love this country as some sort of a threat. Look it, they're going to be talking about us regardless. So let's get past that and not worry about it. And let's worry about what's happening in heaven and what God wants us to be doing here on this earth. Because I'll tell you what I've seen just this past year and what's going to happen more even this next year is that In this past year, we saw an entire old guard in the Republican Party, say for one person, completely thrown out here in Spokane County, and it's happening all over the country. We saw at the local level massive turnover in city councils and in school boards. And people finally getting up off the couch and saying, if nobody else is going to do something about it, I'm going to do something about it. I want my community to be a community that loves freedom and liberty. We saw the truth come out about the January 6th political prisoners and what really happened on that day. We saw the truth come out in regards to elections, especially in Arizona and what Kerry Lake's team proved in court. And there is going to be a continuing in this next year of the exposing of evil and the throwing out of all of the old guard that have been holding on to power for the sake of power instead of pursuing a kingdom mindset, dominating in the culture. And yes, I said dominating, because Christianity for the last 2,000 years, starting with Christ, began to dominate the culture and drive out evil. And that is going to happen again, and we're going to see it happen at the local level, and it's going to spread like wildfire throughout regions in the country. And like I said also, we're going to see some interesting things in regards to the financial realm. As a transfer of wealth happens between the camp of the unrighteous to the camp of the righteous. So in this next year, let's start it on New Year's Eve as we usher in the new year. Start it with communion with your family and take communion often. There's a, there's a great blessing in that. And it says as often as you do that, well, so that means there's no limit. So we should be doing communion often and not for a religious purpose, but so that we can commune with the Lord and we can get daddy's heart, Abba's heart on these things. And what do you want us to do today, Lord? And praying that with our family every day. So communion, asking the Lord for his heart on the matters that we're facing during a day, pressing into worship. Worshiping more than we ever had. And I'm not just talking about in the car, but actually spending some time in worship. And I'm speaking to myself as much as anybody else. And then also approaching the Lord as friend in the councils of the Lord, as Father in the secret place, and as Judge in the courtrooms of heaven. What is written in our book of destiny that has not yet been released on this earth? And the scripture is full of the references to the books in heaven. What has not yet been released on this earth? I mean, we talk about praying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does that mean? What what do we need to release? And then he gives us the formula right after that forgive us our trespasses so we need to be repentant as we forgive those who trespass against us forgiveness asking the lord who do we need to forgive and then it says and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one and understanding that there is a spiritual battle out there that we need to not only acknowledge but we need to also acknowledge that the victory is in just the light switch being turned on of Jesus Christ in our lives, in every area of our lives. If you're struggling in an area of your life, flip the light switch on. Say, Jesus, bring your light into this area in my life, in your mighty name. These things are what we need to be doing this next year. And if we do these things, we are going to see something amazing in the promises of God in Isaiah 65, that no matter what's happening in the world, how dark the world gets, that We will have sustenance. We will have water. We will have blessing. We will have the Lord God of the universe defending us through these times. And it will become just that, a testimony and a light to everybody else in our culture and in our time. And that brings us now to your daily intelligence briefing on the international front. We're going to go to Deb Kafile first. A couple of things that I want to highlight here. Debka is reporting um, that uh, Netanyahu's government has been confirmed in Israel. Netanyahu builds a new competent security team alongside his government. They are preparing for war, and they're preparing for war with Iran. And as this continues, you will see more out of the Middle East. Now, I'm going to highlight a couple of things. Israel's next defense minister... Yoav Gallant, what a great name, Gallant, for a defense minister. An aggressive former IDF general and naval navy commando chief has been selected, and he is going to be uh, taking that position very quickly. So expect some very aggressive things, not just in the intelligence proxy war that's going on in the Middle East, but also with the IDF. Now, what does this mean for us? This means that the likelihood of instability in the Middle East can increase. And so if that's the case, what are we doing back here? What what opportunities are there to expand God's kingdom? Well, oil is going to become a premium and, and the pretender in the White House keeps crushing our ability to create our own energy here in America. We need to be fostering at the local level all kinds of energy production. We have we have 400 years Reserves, natural gas in the United States of America. There's more more oil than, than we could possibly use in our lifetimes. We need to be a net exporter of oil like we were under Trump. We need to be also a gas exporter. So what can we do to develop that? What can local governments do to help develop this in your respective county? I don't care if you're listening from Wyoming or you're listening from just up north in Stevens County. What can we do to foster that? second thing that i would bring to your attention is this sham of renewable energy we should not be fostering that And i know a a lot of local governments have gone down that road that's not what we need because the grid is becoming more unstable because we don't have baseload power two primary sources of baseload power are hydroelectric dams and nuclear power so what can we maybe foster at the local level regarding nuclear power and particularly small modular nuclear reactors so as the Middle East continues to heat up that way, the opportunities are for these kind of things at the local level. And one of the other ones that has been not talked about very often is hydrogen fuel cells. Um, the, the technology is actually here, centralized here in Washington State, here locally in Spokane, and then the recombination technology, which is like a, uh, like a car alternator. It captures some of the energy in the process. That's down in Kennewick. So what are we doing here locally? to foster energy independence yeah there's all this stuff going on at the national level what can we do locally to help foster energy independence and then i'm going to get to a couple other things here as solutions in a second we're going to move next now to what's happening in ukraine and russia and i want to talk a little bit about fifth generation warfare Now, i've talked about this on the show and i want to bring this into a kingdom mindset, like where there are opportunities with this as well. So fifth generation warfare is the battle of narratives and ideas. And so I'm just going to give you an example. Um, Russia and Ukraine are going back and forth about peace talks. Look, neither side is serious. This is all posturing in fifth generation warfare. Russia is posturing to make it look like, hey, we tried, but these Ukrainians are totally obstinate. And There's people on the right that are falling for this stuff. Look. Okay. Anatoly Galitsyn, New Lives for Old. If you have not read that book and you keep talking about Russia being some sort of champion of Western values and they're going to take down the globalists. Look, Putin was friends with Klaus Schwab up until the invasion. You don't think that they maybe... still share the same mindset. And Anatoly Golitsyn laid this out, that there was a fake fall of the Soviet Union. The KGB was still always in control. And now you have a former KGB man who's the head of Russia. So don't talk to me about how Russia is some sort of champion. You know, people got all upset that the Ukrainians shut down the, the Russian Orthodox Church. I mean, if you've been listening to Patriot Radio for the last five years, I've told you the stories, firsthand accounts of how the Russian Orthodox Church was riddled with, including the, the Metropolitan at the top, riddled with KGB agents. And that the state church, split from the Confessing Church in 1963, and that underground church in Ukraine and in Russia became essentially the underground church that was talked about later by Reagan and Pope John Paul II. So this, this idea that you know Russia was doing something wrong there, uh, or doing something right there, and Ukraine was doing something wrong. I mean, you just don't know the history of it. Ukrainian Orthodox Church also had to break away because of what the Russians were doing in 2014, trying to shut down churches in eastern Ukraine. And I, I got this from directly from pastors who had their churches shut down by the Russians that came in in Donetsk. So this fifth-generation warfare. So the, on the other side of this, Ukraine— is saying, oh, yeah, we'll hold peace talks, but uh, you know, we want you to go to war crimes tribunal. Nobody's going to do a war crimes tribunal and say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll submit to that and have peace talks. That's not even serious. So Ukrainians are posturing as well to look like they're the good guys. And meanwhile, they're working on Zelensky saying, hey, you should become part of the World Economic Forum, the Global Reset, the Great Reset. And you have a man now that is potentially going to be a part of that. And it looks like the price of continued help and the survival of his country is come into all of these things. So you've got really fifth generation warfare narratives that are not real on either side. And, and I just, again, we need to be objective about these things. Russia has already lost the war from a military objective standpoint, they have already lost the war. So all they can really do right now is lash out, try to destroy energy infrastructure and make people's lives miserable. They might try another winter offensive, which again, historically, the Russians have always lost. Uh, you know, they've won defensive, but not offense. So what does this mean for us in the kingdom? Okay. So We know that there are going to be attacks on our grid infrastructure because this is a communist strategy. It goes back to the 1960s when it was unveiled and uncovered. We know there's going to be increasing attacks on our electrical infrastructure. Travis, has that been happening recently? You know, I just got a text message right before the show from one of our great uh, intelligence contributors here. And right now, as we speak, Seattle, South Seattle is reporting six active events, active events right now, today. So clearly there is energy infrastructure in the United States is being attacked. Now you can say it's, it, maybe there's a homeless problem and maybe that's contributing to it okay, it's still being attacked, number one. And number two, it still has strategic implications. So what can we do in the kingdom to be ready for this? Well, first of all, we can have backup generators. We can have that hooked up to our homes. We can have EMP protection. And um, there is a great site out there that I'll have Travis put up here that. They have whole home EMP protection and cars and radios specific. And if you go to, if you go to their their site, you can just kind of scroll through it, but I would just it's only 300 and something dollars. Why not have that for your entire home? At EMP proof circuit breaker box, have that out and ready. Have a backup generator that automatically turns on so that you um, you know you can switch over, make sure all your computers and everything are charged, everything gets saved that needs to be saved, and you're not going to be a victim to what they're doing with these grid attacks Now I want to say something about the grid attacks before I get to this. We right now have a misunderstanding of the strategic implication of multiple attacks in a region. What it appears, especially when they're occurring on the same day, is that they're trying to create a cascading grid failure. In other words, one substation is knocked out, then another one's 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 knocked out. out. And what happens is they can't reroute the electricity and you have a cascading failure of the entire grid. And so they know that this is a a weakness in the U.S. grid. All right, so getting back to what we can do in the kingdom, empshield.com, check them out. Um, we don't get anything from Just check them out, empshield.com, and you could protect your whole home for maybe $300. So that's a solution here that we can be resilient. Now, the second is, what can we do in our communities to be resilient? We should be having emergency preparedness conversations on our grid. Now, I tried to start this several years ago. And nobody would have anything to do with it. I wanted to have an all-hazard mitigation plan for our grid here in Spokane County. Grids actually in all of eastern Washington. And everybody was poo-pooing the idea. Here's the thing. It is very easy to harden the grid against an EMP attack, against a, a computer virus attack, or against these kind of cascading shutdowns if we have the will to do it. I mean, the entire United States can be hardened for the amount of money, actually half the amount of money that has already gone to Ukraine. So I want you to understand that talking about $25 billion, we could harden the grid in the United States. And by the way, that is a very high figure. Why aren't we doing this? So we should be pushing our individual communities right now to be resilient against this stuff. All right. We should have our own homes resilient against this stuff. EMP-proofed, but really it's a surge of electricity that that it prevents, and also having backup generators as part of this. And then the last part of this, too, is whatever you need that's important, try to make a paper copy of it. I know that's old-fashioned, but try to make a paper copy of it so that you don't have to rely, if the grid is down for an extended period of time, like 30 days or 60 days, you don't have to rely on that stuff, and you can survive just fine. All right, we're going to move next to an interesting development regarding President Trump. Now, there have been a lot of media coverage over this, so this is not the news behind the news. But I just want to give you a couple of ideas here. Out with a whimper, Gateway pundit disbanding January 6th panel drops President Trump subpoena. Uh, Epic Times or Epoch Times, sorry, DOJ files lawsuit against one of uh, the largest. Uh, Pharma companies in the United States. Now, I'm going to connect these two here in a second. Western Center for Media Journalism, January 6th committee raises white flag, withdraws major action against Trump. So they have withdrawn a, a subpoena demanding testimony and documents from the former president because they know that they're going to lose on this. They know they're going to lose. But I think they're going bigger than Trump. I think part of the documents and testimonies that might come out may implicate Big Pharma and the response to COVID and how they duped President Trump regarding the vaccines. I think that's part of this. I also think that part of this is that they know that they're going to be implicated in some of this stuff as well. What do I mean by some of this stuff? They're going to be implicated in the fact of a non-response, failure to bring security, slow response in regards to January 6th. And it also would likely come out that there are, in fact, FBI informants that were a part of January 6th and probably other agencies. And those are the ones they don't want to talk about. So all of this they lose, but here's the bigger idea. Just the other day, Dmitry Medvedev, the deputy in Russia right now, Putin and him keep switching back positions, back and forth, said that there would be a civil war in the United States. I think, and, and the communist plan has always been, back all the way actually to Stalin, is to foment a civil war in the United States. The communists want to foment a civil war. Part of how they would try to do this is by labeling one segment of the population extremist and creating racial divides, creating socioeconomic divides. And this all comes from their documents. You can read about this again. You can read about it in New Lives for Old or other uh, Soviet documents. But they want to create this divide in our country by persecuting a segment of the population for their Skin, color, and religious beliefs. Does this sound familiar? And then they want to give them no justice whatsoever so they, ha- they feel like they have no other opportunities or options. So they're trying to create a crisis point in this country along these lines. And we cannot, as Americans, let them divide us along racial lines, socioeconomic lines, and especially as Christians, we can't be buying into this garbage communist narrative coming out of Black Lives Matter and these other organizations that are affiliated with communists. That they're connected directly to communist organizations. And their leaders themselves, like in the case of Black Lives Matter, said they were Marxists who were trained about this kind of stuff. And what trained means, means Saul trained Industrial Areas Foundation trained about this stuff. So they're trying to foment this division in this country we need to go back on we are americans we believe in the constitution and we're not going to let them divide us along these lines that's where we can stand i'm going to give you a couple of ideas so they're going to ratchet this up you're going to see an economic downturn now just like uh, recently in argentina um, they had i think hundred percent inflation came out as a report of what's happening in argentina hundred percent inflation um, IMF tried to restructure some of that over the summer that didn't help very much so you have hyper true hyperinflation happening in Argentina so what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to rob more of your money through inflation but keep it still okay but try to divide again along these lines in regards to who gets government help and who doesn't so the message to all of us is don't Rely on the government for help. Become financially independent. And this brings us now to you are the plan segment. Practical preparedness. Generally speaking, all the experts I talk to say you should have one percent in cash on hand and of your of your annual income as an emergency fund. So one percent of your annual income and ten percent in silver as a backup emergency for, for paying long-term debts. Okay. Again, everybody gets in arguments about this. U S minted silver is still legal tender. Okay. So it's legal tender one way. And also it has a silver value another way. So I'm, I'm not giving financial advice at all. I'm just telling you that This is what most experts recommend. And I think we should have an emergency fund, a backup fund. And then lastly, you should get out of debt as much as you possibly can. I've heard both sides of this story. The scripture is very clear. The borrower is slave to the lender. Now, you're not going to be able to get out of all debt, but get it down to as little as possible so that you can weather a storm coming up. And when you see the government persecuting people for what they believe, just like Alexander Solzhenitsyn said in Gulag Archipelago, pages 15 and 16, little footnote at the bottom. Oh, how we burned in the camps later thinking, what sh- when should we have done something? And he answered the question, we should do it when they begin persecuting our friends, our family, our neighbors. We should step in then. So as you see persecution ramp up over the next year, the kingdom mindset has become financially independent. Think, and I'm going to talk about what this means here in the new year, but also stand up for those when they begin to be persecuted. I remember all the people who stood up for me when they persecuted and they tried to call me all these things. And eventually I'm exonerated. And now I'm waiting to stand for those people if they're attacked. But more importantly, I'm standing for the people who are actually political prisoners in the American Gulag. Today And that's the briefing. Remember the antidote to dependency and socialism is to be a God-fearing, self-reliant, freedom-loving American. Thank you to everybody that has been praying for us. Make sure you go to Gab, MeWe, Getter, at Matt Shea on almost all of them, except for Twitter, at Shea, and then on TrueSocial, at Shea one Share these things. Do not presume that other people are receiving this information. They're not. Make sure you click like and share on these posts, especially since Travis is doing such a fantastic job with the graphics. He's going to be really happy to see likes and shares. So if you're listening right now and you're anywhere near a social media site or a computer, okay, go on there, hit like and share, and make sure people in your circle of influence are getting the right information and they know what to do and what's coming here in this next year. Also, you can support Patriot Radio by going to iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or Amazon and sharing there. And if you need a good news source, Epoch Times, I read Epoch.com, promo code Patriot Radio, I read promo code Patriot Radio, and help support two great causes. All right. It's my honor to introduce once again here on Patriot Radio, Tim Rivers, J6patriotnews.com. He's also the author of the American Gulag Chronicles, and we wanted to have him on right before J6 and the anniversary. Tim Rivers, thank you so much for joining me on Patriot Radio today.
1: Well, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it, Matt. And um, it it is a kind of uncommon anniversary we're about to come up on, I think, um, in American history, so... I'm not yeah. sure how we celebrate it, but I do think we need to recognize it.
0: I think it's a memorial. We, we recognize it and the lessons from it. I think that's how we also honor those who are in the American Gulag right now.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. We don't forget them. Um, you know, their their world is changing dramatically. I just got a call about 30 minutes before we started this show from uh, Brandon Fellows, um, and they are beginning to move folks out of the horror show of Northern Neck, um, into the uh, Lewis P.A. prison, which is a much better location. It, it is uh, a little more fitting for people who are pre-trial. And so we do see some changes taking place. Um, is that because we have a new house about to sit and maybe people are beginning to wonder, will the axe fall? I don't know. I'll take anything I can get um, after watching these guys suffer for two years.
0: Exactly. And, you know, there's there's something interesting about this. You know, we we. I think miss one of the key arguments the founding fathers had to break away from great Britain. And that was, they had people languishing in prison ships without trial for years. And we, we see this happening right now. Oh, we're going to give you a speedy trial Well, two years by any standard is not a speedy trial. Number one, number two, we're innocent until proven guilty. Therefore, why are we seeing people in prison for this long? And in, you know, we, we haven't even got into the harsh conditions that you have so well chronicled. But that's really the bigger issue, I think, from a constitutional standpoint, that this has not just happened here. It happened with some of the folks that were involved in uh, the Bundy Ranch that were eventually exonerated. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is happening more than we, I think, want to admit.
1: Well, and, and not just to folks who were involved in the protest on January 6th. You've got people like Simone Gold. I mean, it, the... the The target uh, range has spread dramatically for them. Anybody who disagrees with the current um, propaganda that that the administration posts is obviously a threat to, um, well, maybe a threat to democracy is the way they call it, although we don't live in a democratic uh, country. We live in a republic. And and I think too many people forget about the differences between those two things. But, you know, I'm I'm getting to the point where I think we're moved beyond Jan 6 and have begun to move into um the failure to adhere to the contract between american public and our administration at the federal level which is called the united states constitution yep um what we see uh, through all of this is a a stark um almost a refutal of the basic rights that each of us are supposed to be entitled to as american citizens and we certainly see that um that that some of the rules and laws that were passed supposedly to protect us. And uh, I'll point to the Patriot Act, which was anything but patriotic Mm -hmm. have opened the door for these types of abuses. Um, And maybe it's time for the American public to realize that we're cutting our own throats. Um, And it's, it's time to re-engage this contract and to hold both sides of the parties uh, to the terms and conditions because they're very specific.
0: Well, let's talk about that. I mean, the government was never supposed to get involved in the affairs of the church, for example, shutting down worship, was never supposed to be used ever as an instrument by which free speech was restricted or prevented or banned. And yet we're seeing these things happen just in the last couple of years. And then you have where people are now being put on lists because some bureaucrat somewhere deems them a threat, they're put on a list, and all of a sudden they start losing their ability to travel or losing their ability uh, to do other things that really are a right for Americans. And we, the founding fathers saw this coming back when the English king tried to do general warrants and search their houses for any reason. Well, now they're searching our virtual houses for any reason. And it was never supposed to be that way. We really need to, I think, in this new house that's going to sit here in in a couple of weeks, attack these issues because it's not just going to end with J6. Like you said, I think this is going to spread to other issues, and I think we're already seeing it spread to other issues. It just happens to be people that maybe aren't so popular with all of America right now that they attack.
1: Well, the good news for me, Matt, is you're way up higher on the list than me.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know about that. You're on the the show now.
1: (laughs) 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 But, you know, I I guess if I got arrested tomorrow, I would expect some common courtesy as a citizen. Until I'm convicted um, and until you basically have a jury and I'm sentenced, I'm still an innocent person. And I would expect to have some commonalities of medical care. Um, the decent treatment, uh, a humane environment to live in. But that's really, I think is where the J sixers are teaching us some very important lessons. I, I'd like to read you a short letter from a gentleman by the name of Matt
0: Kroll. Yeah, let's do that.
1: Travis has got
0: it. He does. Yeah. We are going to put it up right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He does some amazing stuff. And when you hear how he does it, you'll, it'll just blow your mind. So this is a letter uh, that we got from Matt. Um, One of the ladies, who I consider to be an incredible patriot, uh, Lydia, writes almost 80 letters a week to these people. It's a, it's pretty incredible. So this is a letter that she received and forwarded to Patriot Mail Project um, and American Gulag Chronicles. He says, dear, my dear sister and fellow patriot Lydia, your regular letters are a real encourager, and thank you. Not just for me, but for all of the J6 political prisoners. Again, thank you. I hope that this drawing, a gift presented to you by me, in appreciation for said encouragement, is enjoyed for many years to come. It is a simple gesture, but my sincere way of thanks. So, here at Central Virginia Regional Jail, we're not afforded the luxury of pencil and eraser, so I've had to learn cheap flex pen handling and making the best of it. The colors in my picture are made from coffee, M&Ms, or a combination of both. I used a flex pen and a chunk of hair from my head in order to make a rat tail paintbrush with a smiley face next to this. I've learned to be creative, and they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, LOL. In case, if you have no idea who I am, I'm a 64-year-old man from Linden, Michigan. I've been happily married to the same beautiful lady for 38 years, and we have three wonderful adult kids and two of the most precious grandbabies ever created. At least we think so, smiley face. They are our pride and joy in our heart. In October of 2021, I was diagnosed with a number of heart issues. I was put on a life vest, a portable defibrillator, three weeks later. But I was arrested on February 2, 2022 for stopping bad cops from beating innocent, peaceful protesters. In April, while incarcerated on 4 20 I had a 119 second flatline. I was in solitary confinement and it only took them an hour and eight minutes to finally get me off the concrete floor where I had passed out and smacked my noggin. I was eventually taken to the University of Virginia and two days later became the proud owner of my very own pacemaker. And I'm faring decently for the most part, but I still get very extremely dizzy at times. On 10-6-22 I had a bond hearing, however, the judge has not made a decision yet the FBI, who are a danger to our communities, have told them that I am a danger to my community. The FBI is trying their best to involve me with the Mission and Gover Gretchen Wittner case. And I know a couple of the guys, but although I've never been arrested or questioned in that case, I ran for sheriff in 2020. Flint, Michigan is my county seat. I didn't win, but I did get 40% of the vote. And I did well against a 17-year liberal incumbent. I'm also an ordained minister of Christ, non-denominational, and have been holding regular Bible studies in our medical pod. Last night, Sunday, we had a shower baptism. It was glorious. Ephesians 6.10 is extremely evident in here, but God is moving mightily. I am personally just completing my fifth read of the entire word since being incarcerated, Mm -hmm. and it definitely helps the time to go by faster. And I'm learning so much by getting a panoramic view of the Godhead, eternity, love, righteousness, and his consistency. Crazy how after being a believer for 41 years, how one can still be taught. I'm excited to see what happens on November 8th. From what my wife tells me, the various letters from you patriots across the country, plus a small amount of static news talk that I listen to in the evenings. It's looking good. If only we can stop the theft of our elections. Please note that I have and will live my life by this motto. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. May more patriots get the same conviction. You can see a patriotic drawing that I did. It's getting published in a book at American Gulag Chronicles. Lydia, thank you again for all the encouragement that your letters have been to so many. The fight is real, but we will win. Blessings. J six political prisoner, Matt Kroll, zero, 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 five, one, one, nine, six. That's incredible. Does that sound like humane? Um, training. this sounds like my next door neighbor.
0: Yeah. The humility guy.
1: Um, does he sound like a threat to democracy or to this Republic? Does he sound like a threat to his community? Um, these are the questions I ask because I think we've moved beyond what happened on January 6th. I really don't care how you feel about it anymore. Whether you thought it was correct, whether you thought people overstepped their bounds, whether you thought people were shanghaied into a federal false flag, it really doesn't matter. What really matters is what is happening to our liberties and to these men's liberties, to the denial of not only their constitutional but their civil rights, to their denial of humane treatment. This is what America should be concerned about because you're next.
0: You know, we, I think, as Americans take for granted our freedom every single day. And hearing, hearing this, I mean, this, this, this amount of humility in the midst of such dire circumstances and, and all for, and this is a right that gets kind of shoved off to the side, but it's recognized in the First Amendment that the right of free speech goes hand in glove with the right of peaceable assembly. And that, that kind of humility, I think, should be a, a call, a memorial to all of us out there as Americans, that we should never let this happen ever again in our country. And I would add one more quote from Edmund Burke, that there is no safety for an honest man except by believing all possible evil of evil men. So I know that you have, uh, we also want to play a video here as well. Um, And it's very powerful, so we want to leave enough time for it. So go ahead and and do the intro.
1: Let me tell you a little bit about, um, you know, we all look at this and say, that happened in D.C. and this guy got grabbed in Idaho and this guy got grabbed in Virginia. This guy that you're going to listen to got grabbed in my hometown. And here in in the Bay Area in Tampa. Um, He's a Marine. And you're going to hear him talk a little bit about, who he is and, and, and what he believes in and, and why he was involved on January 6th. He is a proud boy. And those people have been badly maligned for who they are and what they believe in. I urge you to go to j6patriotnews.com and watch our Proud Boys series if you really want to know who the Proud Boys are. They are not what the government is telling you. But this individual is a family man, a Christian. He's actually thinking of joining a seminary because he's afraid if he gets sent to prison, that he will be able to serve his fellow patriots uh, because they are denied pastoral services in jail. Um, his name is James Brett. And I have the privilege of knowing him personally and um, and having been part of, of his journey. And r- this video you're gonna watch happened about a week and a half after he was raided in a horrific way by the FBI. And um, I really can't describe it as good as as he can so i'm just going to let james speak for himself but i'd like to introduce you to james brett j6 patriot news presents war on american justice part four january six defendant james brett so
2: yeah my name is james brett
0: hold your mic here there you go.
2: i'm sorry Okay, so these are the times that try men's souls. That's
0: right.
2: But these are also the times when good people do nothing and they cough up their rights. Mm. I didn't think serving the Marine Corps, uh-huh. number uh-huh. five, having a stepson and four children, um, living the American dream, I didn't think that I would cough up my rights. And on Friday at 5:30 in the morning, after 18 months of looking over my shoulder, wondering what the next step was, I heard Jim wake up, This is the FBI. Come out with their hands up. Oh. I was in, in bed with my, uh, my fiance and my one and a half year old daughter. My three-year-old son was in the other room. Uh, luckily, My three oldest were not there. Immediately, I woke her and I said, uh, maybe this is the day Um, I'm going to go out and, and, and do this. I was in my underwear and I went outside so that they wouldn't barge down the door. So I went outside and here's a bear cat. Consult vehicle in my front yard, of which my neighbor has pictures and a video. Thirty tacked out FBI agents. (laughs) I looked down and, for the first time in my life, I saw twenty-five dots on my chest. Jeez. I was instructed to walk toward the laser. Walk toward the laser, um, where I was cuffed, slammed to the back of the Bearcat, and taken to a Pinellas County cruiser. Wow. Because the FBI, a lot of you don't know, they cannot arrest you, they need the local jurisdiction to do that and then you turn, you're turned over to the FBI. So, I was jammed in the back, not after witnessing one of the most horrific things I've ever seen in my life, they instructed my fiance to come outside, told her to put the baby down. She said, "No, I'm not doing it." My my lady is a she's a, yeah. oh, she a tough woman. Amen. She's all that gets me through this. She said, "No." She walked out with the baby, my one and a half year old girl, Amelia, and uh, they had weapons pointed on my one and a half year old and my fiance. A little baby that knows nothing but love, snacks, cuddling. The pride of my life, and uh, it wasn't drawn on her. And then they slammed me into the cruiser, and uh, they ransacked my house. It was like a tornado went through there. They busted door frames. Uh, They were looking for two things: my phone, which I ended up helping them find because they were so damn incompetent. And a sweatshirt that I wore, and I said, I'm sorry, it's 18 months later. You guys are shit out of luck. So they were looking for those things. They ransacked my house, at, at which time my, uh, my son woke up crying. Man in the house, he doesn't know. Um, they They were awful. My big point to all of this, I was I was sitting there thinking about this on the cruiser. Every one of you, this is what's in store for you. Yes. 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 Okay, I'm the tip of the spirit, I'm the easiest one to point out. I'm a proud boy, I don't give a shit what they think. A Marine, I don't I don't care. I'm gonna keep on going hard. I will I don't care. They're not gonna take my rights and my freedom. They're not gonna take my country. They're not gonna take your country. while I have a breath in me. So I So, I get, I get uh, transferred over to Tampa, the Federal District Court, and I'm dropped off to the US Marshals. By the way, I, I am in awe of them. In awe of the U.S. marshals, they are Trump's boys. Nice. They, oh, I walked in there, and we can say really, without equivocation that they—they they said this shit's still. This is effing ridiculous. Wow. wow. They said you—you you hang tough. I had a U.S. marshal offer to give me a ride home from the federal district. Wow. And then, wow. little Bit different from the SS Gestapo FBI. Yes, it is. I was arranged um, before Judge Sneed, Julie Sneed, who's an amazing woman. Uh, the ass hat that they brought down from Washington, D.C., called me an insurrectionist, a domestic terrorist, and I wear that title with pride. So, F. F. yes, I I didn't do anything wrong that day. And this this is what it comes down to. There, there were at least thirty to 40,000 people on that property. What did I hear that day? I heard rosaries, star-spangled banner, yeah. people singing our national anthem, pledges of allegiance. I went there for one reason. God called me. The secondary reason was to protect people that I knew might be in danger. From assholes like BLM and Antifa. Got uh, they're at our door, folks, And we can look and we can ignore this stuff, but sooner or later you're all going to have to deal with it. So, my whole thing is this I've had my guns removed from my house, so they violated my Second Amendment rights. I have an ankle monitor on now so they can track wherever I go. Sure. I have to uh, go before Judge Leon tomorrow at 1 p.m. to see what's going on. I wake up this morning uh,
1: my car is financed through uh, BMO Harris which I look and it's out of Chicago and it's a liberal company.
2: It was towed away. Wow. Now we have to pay $2,100 to get back. So it's coming full bore, but I don't care. So when I was in in the hold up, in the holding cell, um, I was sitting there, I was praying with the other gentleman in the cell. Uh, One of my proud boy brothers was there. His wife was treated horribly. His his story is even more atrocious than mine. It's more atrocious. Um, You'll see the article coming out on Gateway Point. Um, I'm not going to back down so Amen. I owned I owned the Dunning Times, Safety Harbor Herald Clearwater Sun those are going by the wayside now I've lost all my counts um, so as of Monday next Monday I'm going to be going full bore with American First Newspaper Woo! and we're going to take it to <laughs> one thing you might not know after jeremy did the interview uh, where he outed what the fbi did to him trying to flip him as an informant and he basically told her to screw off we all had a fire at my house jeremy i consider a friend he is he is the salt of the earth he's a good man and i'll never forget what he said to me he said they're going to come for his heart but we gotta go harder at them. And that's it, exactly Try. what I intend to do. Right. Okay. I don't give a shit. Damn the torpedoes. <laughs> and you all, I am begging with tears in my eyes, okay? General Flynn, who is one of my heroes, and I've met the man several occasions. My old boss. You need to get involved locally because it has national impact. Thank
1: you. You, you all my life.
0: So we uh, missed one of those bright color words there, but it was raw and it was real. And I think that's why it's so important to hear what is really happening, uh, and, and to, to God-fearing Americans who love this country, who are patriots, who are Christians, uh, what is happening to them, how, how government has been turned into a weapon, a political weapon, against those that people disagree with. So in, in the last two minutes that we have left, some final thoughts, Tim Rivers on J6 coming up here in the next few days.
1: There's going to be a lot of tributes going on. Um, a lot of people will be memorializing this day as as perhaps one men with more infamy than Pearl Harbor, but not the way they've said it. The infamy is what has happened to the American public and our rights. But you know these guys are really reaching out to America. It's been 2 years. Um, they write. In the beginning, there was probably maybe a half dozen of us talking to them. Now there are literally dozens and dozens of podcasters and folks like me and supporters who speak to these people every day. And they've been writing letters for almost two years. And in this book, you can read their letters and, and for yourself, just like James spoke to you just now, their letters will speak to you through this book. and And I pray that it's the last one But it ends, uh, it covers September 2021 to September 2022. And here we are, December and moving into a new year. Um, I ask everybody to pray for these men and to hold in your hearts the true purpose of our nation and the Constitution and never surrender it. It is worth your life. And I do appreciate you, Matt. Thank you so much for giving an audience.
0: Hey, God bless you, Tim. And thank you. Happy New Year to you, and keep up the fight.
1: Amen. Thank you, guys. Happy New Year.
0: Tim Rivers, j6patriotnews.com, author of the American Gulag Chronicles, and uh, just bringing us that reminder, we need to be praying for those political prisoners here in America. Never thought I would even say those words, but here in America. So on January 6th, be praying for those folks. And if if you feel led, write them a letter. And you can find out more. There's, there's all kinds of ways to connect, but go to j6patriotnews.com. We've also put up some links here on Twitter as well with the the show. And if you have the opportunity, pray also for their families who have been without their loved ones for this long. We are Americans. We will always stand. We will always endure. And it really is a test of our character for this generation Do we really value freedom that much? Do we really value liberty that much that we're willing to pay any price, bear any burden, and go to any place on this earth to ensure that our freedom will continue to the next generation? And I believe that we will bless God by keeping America free. This is Matt Shea. Thank you so much for joining me on Patriot Radio this year, 2022. And I will see you next year, 2023, May God bless all of you, and he is making this generation the greatest one. Keep up the fight.